0: In the last section, I spoke about the historical development of logarithms and one of the reasons that they were inspired to develop logs was to solve a problem like the one that we looked at, find the doubling time or find the time it would take in years for a $10,000 investment compounded continuously at a rate of 4 annual percent, 4% annual 4 annually. For that, the time for that $10,000 investment to get to $20,000, if we want to find t and it's stuck in the exponent, then we have to go backwards with an exponential function, which means find an inverse of the exponential function. And in finding the inverse, we named it the logarithm, or actually Napier named it the logarithm back in the late 16th century. So we need to be able to solve this equation for t, but you may recall that we still are not able to do it based on what we did in the last section. So in this section, we're going to use the properties of logarithms to finally be able to solve an equation like this one. Some other reasons for needing properties of logs come from Mm -hmm. doing large calculations with large exponents or very small exponents. For example, I have one over here that might have inspired uh, mathematicians in our past to use logarithms instead of trying to do something like this by hand. Evaluate the natural log of 20 to the 250 power times 45 to the 10,000 power divided by 3.2 to the, that's 5 to the negative 11, I think, if I counted my zeros correctly. So this kind of thing maybe is a little extreme compared to what our founding fathers of mathematics had to do, but the reason I put it up here is because actually your calculator probably won't be able to handle it. Even if you use the natural log key right on the front of your calculator and you type this in carefully with exponents and parentheses, when I do this, my calculator says the answer is infinity. But when I do it by hand, I get something deciding, decidedly less than infinity, something um, a little under 40,000. So. Um, so you can see actually that with your calculator sometimes it has limitations we're going to use properties of logs to help us evaluate this even though our calculator can't and i think that's pretty neat the last example i have here for uses of logarithms we're also going to learn in this section finding derivatives of different expressions the first one is the derivative of a logarithmic expression it's the natural log of a ratio 3x to the fifth over the square root of 2x. And um, you may recall that we did look at the derivative of the log last section. And we could find this derivative using that, 1 over u times du dx. But it's very difficult to find du dx. It requires the quotient rule and the generalized power rule. So using the properties of logs, actually, this is going to be much easier. And we're going to do this a little later. Also, the second part here, part b, I have the derivative of an expression that doesn't have a log in it, but believe it or not, we're going to use logarithms to help us to evaluate this derivative without having to use, as you might notice, the quotient rule and the product rule and the generalized power rule with the chain rule. Um, So this would, when I was in school, I would get a problem like this, and I have to say, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I actually would do this the way it's written with the quotient rule and the product rule and the chain rule. And then when I discovered uh, how the properties of logs can help me, I was much relieved by that. So all of these things you're going to be able to do by the end of this uh, section on the properties of logarithms. So let's uh, start investigating the properties of logarithms.